want to turn along with us this morning will be in the book of Galatians, chapter number 1. Appreciate the privilege to be in the house of God, to be able to come together this morning. I'm grateful for the help of the Lord on Wednesday night in the service, the truths of the Word of God, and I've pondered about it all week. And I'm, I'm grateful this morning that I've been regenerated and that I've been reconciled. By the work of Christ. Nothing in me. The writer of the song did get it right when they said, Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. I'm grateful for the finished work at Calvary and the work of God in my heart and in my life. And I'm glad that salvation is not a a one-time experience like we check it off our list and then that's all it is. But I'm glad it is a walk, a daily walk, a work in us, continual work of the Spirit of God in the believer, and I'm grateful for that this morning. Galatians chapter 1, let's stand together if you're able and willing to do so out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. I want to read a few verses here, Galatians chapter 1, and try our best by the help of God to preach what's on our heart for the service this morning. Galatians chapter 1, and I'll begin reading in verse number 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me, and to the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that He might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and of our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I marvel that ye are so soon removed from Him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Prayed this week about the service this morning. And I thought about the service Wednesday night and the help of God and the truths of the Scripture. We tried by the help of God to deal with the doctrines of regeneration and reconciliation. You don't have to Let the word doctrine scare you. You can't preach the Bible without preaching doctrine. But this morning I 
So I began to pray and ask the Lord for what He wanted for the service today. Uh, I want to preach this morning if God would be my helper on the gospel. That's a, a really big, broad uh, a topic, I guess, to preach about, but that's what's on my heart today is to preach about the gospel. Here, Paul is on, uh, and uh, we have to understand that the gospel will stand without the work of man. And uh, we are not called to defend the gospel, but Paul here is on defense because that there's some that have come in, Paul has preached, and apparently according to the scripture, some of these believers of of the land of Galatia, and this is not just one church that Paul is writing to, but verse number 2 says, unto the churches, plural of Galatia. Paul is writing to all the believers in Galatia, and he makes the statement that he marvels that they are so soon removed from the gospel of Christ that had been preached to them to another gospel, which really is not another. And uh, uh, here Paul is dealing with the gospel. And uh, Paul doesn't just deal with the gospel here in the book of Galatians, but in every letter that Paul writes uh, to the believers or to churches in uh, the New Testament, he always has a place uh, under the leadership and the direction and the inspiration of the Spirit of God. He always finds a place uh, to deal with the gospel. That is the message that is committed unto the church to preach is the gospel. I feel like in our day, and I'm just going to try my best to take my time and give you what's on my heart this morning. But I feel like in our day there's a great misunderstanding about what the gospel is and what it is not. The gospel is not a plea. Now hear me this morning. The gospel is not God or the preacher or the church begging sinners to be saved. Uh, That's very contrary to a lot of what's gone on and how it's dealt with in our day. And what I mean by saying the gospel's not a plea, it's not God bargaining with you or begging you or adjusting the terms of salvation for you to be saved from your sin. The gospel's not a plea. And the gospel is not a performance either. But we are living in the day where we feel like the preaching of the gospel takes some kind of performance from a man or a group of men. But that's what Paul is preaching against in Galatians chapter 1. He said the gospel I'm preaching to you, I didn't get it from man. I didn't, I wasn't taught it from man. I didn't learn about it from man. But he said it was a revelation of Jesus Christ. That is what the gospel is. It's not a plea. It's not a performance. But the gospel is a proclamation of who Jesus Christ is to us. That he is the Son of God. That he is the Savior of the world. Paul said in Romans chapter 1 that it was the gospel of God which was preached unto us, which revealed to us that Jesus Christ was and is the Son of God. And so the gospel
gospel is a proclamation of who Jesus is, of what Jesus has done, of the finished work at Calvary that is able to save the dying and damned soul of fallen man. We have become in our day to the misunderstanding of what the gospel is. I want to say this morning and I I began to pray and God began to deal with my heart last night. I woke up this morning with it on my heart. I come to church this morning with it on my heart. By no coincidence during the Sunday school hour, it was touched about the preaching of the Word of God. That's what man, men of God are commanded and commissioned to preach the gospel. Plus nothing and minus nothing. And we're to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we live in a day where people want to preach their own gospel. And that's what had happened to the church at Galatia. Paul said there's come a group in and we know as we read through the book of Galatians we understand that it was a group of people that came preaching that justification was not by faith alone but it had to be mixed with works of the law that they had to keep the ceremonialism of the Jewish religion and the commandments of Moses and that with faith hand in hand is what justified man Paul said I marvel that you've been removed to another gospel which is not another you say what was Paul saying well I began to study this and God began to deal with my heart and I got three things on my heart this morning I need to preach and then I'll let you go. But I want to say, number one, the gospel doesn't vary. That's what Paul's saying. It don't vary any. It's not this gospel for this select group of people and this gospel for this select group of people. It's not that there's a gospel for this denomination and a gospel for this denomination. And what problem has arisen is that they have added to or subtracted from the gospel to make it their own gospel. But the gospel of Christ does not vary at all. It matters not male or female. It matters not young or old. It matters not how far in sin we went. It matters not how good a person we are. It matters nothing about us. It's plus nothing, minus nothing. It does not vary the gospel of Christ. As a matter of fact, so much that it does not vary. Paul begins to use strong language. And he says, if I or an, even an angel from heaven or any other man preach to you another gospel besides the gospel he said let him be accursed if you look up the word accursed in the original it means to be damned to destruction that's what Paul said he's not playing games because the gospel and the preach of the gospel is serious business it's God's business. It's not necessarily, and I understand that we as the people of God, or that we as the church, or that we as preachers are to be about God's business, but the gospel's not our business, or the gospel is God's business. And so if it's God's business, then it's serious business. And the gospel doesn't deal with temporary things or things just of this life or things for a hundred years, but the gospel deals with eternity. And the main points of the gospel have never been heaven or hell. That's not the main points of the gospel. 
Of the main parts of the gospel are that man is a wretched sinner and that Christ is the exalted Savior and that Christ can save. He's able, the Bible said, to save to the uttermost of them that come to God by him. He's able this morning. He's still able. It's 2023 and it's dark days, but I'm glad this morning that he's still able to save sinners. I'm glad this morning the gospel still has the power. And the gospel is a powerful thing. It is. You understand the gospel would be powerful even without men. I understand that God chose and I, I'm trying to be real careful and just preach this. It's on my heart. I know it pleased God. God chose other foolishness of preaching. That's how God ordained it. But even if there was never a preacher, the gospel would still be a powerful thing in and of itself. It is the power. It's what Paul said. It's on our banner right here. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is it the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And so the gospel doesn't vary. It's not that you can come hear me and I'm not much to hear. I understand that I'm the smallest and the least of all the preachers of the word of God. But I've been commissioned and called this morning to preach the gospel. And it's not that you can come in here and hear my version of the gospel. It's never our version. It's the gospel or it's not. It's not the gospel plus my two cents. It's not the gospel plus somebody else's two cents. It's the gospel. It's not my thoughts that can get you born again. It's the gospel. It's not my thoughts that can help you. It's the gospel. It's not my thoughts that can bring you out of your sin and your shame. But it's the gospel. And the gospel don't vary. I'm glad this morning that God didn't have to come by Gospel Way Baptist Church. And I don't know your condition this morning. I trembled in myself this morning and there's always a fear about standing and it's not that I'm afraid to preach to you but it's the responsibility I mean this is a major undertaking what I'm doing I'm not bragging on me I'm talking about the calling of God and the responsibility to handle rightfully this blessed Bible and to preach the gospel without fear or favor of man and I trembled in myself uh, this morning knowing what God had put on my heart to preach and knowing I feel sure in myself that there's somebody or multiple somebodies this morning uh, that are under the sound of my voice that you've never been born again you've never been saved you've never experienced the gospel but I'm here to tell you I'm glad this morning it still works thank God and it's not about what I say it's about the gospel it's not about agreeing to a set of facts. It's about the gospel. It's not about believing a few verses or praying a certain prayer. But it's about the power of the gospel. I'm glad this morning God didn't have to come by Gospel Way Baptist Church and take inventory of who was sitting in the congregation to decide what gospel need to be preached this morning. Thank God. But I'm glad before... I don't know if it does anything to you, but it's a doing something in me this morning that before I was ever thought of, that before I was ever birthed into this world, the gospel was already sealed and settled for me. And it was the gospel that brought the power of God to my life. It was the gospel that brought illumination out of my lost condition. It was the gospel and the working of the Holy Spirit through the gospel that got me under conviction. 
conviction. It was the gospel and the work of God that saved my soul. It was the gospel and the same gospel that worked for me will work for you this morning. It don't vary. We just preach the gospel and it'll do the work. Thank God. I want to say, and I ain't got much this morning, but what I got, I need to preach this morning. The gospel don't vary. But I want to reassure you this morning, and God reassured me, and I'm so glad that the gospel ain't vain. I'm glad what I'm doing this morning is not in vain. Oh, statistics say, well, there's not many getting in, but I'm glad the gospel's not in vain. I'm going to tell you, and it's not popular preaching, but the gospel will do one or two things when it's preached in power. It'll either bring the sinner to conversion or it'll condemn the sinner to damnation. That's the workings of the gospel. The same gospel that Noah preached for 120 years that got him in the ark I condemn the rest of the world to die. And so it's not our business to judge whether or not the gospel's working. It is working. It's not in vain. And it's a sobering thing this morning for me to tell you, sinner, that the gospel that I'm preaching that saved my soul is condemning your soul this morning. If you don't get right with God... The same gospel that's presented in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God that'll stand in the account of every sinner that's ever been born again, that revealed truth of Jesus Christ, that He is the Son of God, that He is the Savior of the world, for everyone that's ever rejected the preach of the gospel, it will stand for their condemnation. It's not in vain. It's not in vain. If we could go to Jeremiah and I understand. It was a different time. I understand all of that. Old Testament and New Testament. Now I'm just trying to make application this morning. We could go to Jeremiah. I'm sure there were days in which recorded for us in the Word of God that he thought what he was doing was in vain. He said, I'm doing all I can do. Nobody else is interested. Nobody else wants anything to do with it. He said, Lord, you've forsaken me. You've abandoned me. You've done me wrong. He said, I'm going to shut the book. I'm not going to mention your name anymore. But he said, it was like a fire shut up in my bones. And he said, I was weary with for bed and I could not stay. You say, what was that saying? God was working in Jeremiah. The same thing that's working in me this morning. That it's not in vain. It's working in this day. I'm glad the preaching of the gospel is not in vain. It doesn't matter what the statistics say. It doesn't matter that we don't see that many. And I'm not, I'm not saying I don't care. I'm not saying I don't want to see them come. But I don't want to see folks come and get a false assurance and a false profession and go through the rest of their lives thinking they are something they are. But I'm telling you the preaching of the gospel. We can't make it work. We don't have no hand in it. It's our business to preach it and proclaim it and let the gospel take care of itself. And it will. It's not in vain. No matter what statistics say. No matter what society says. No matter what so-called churches say. They say, let's get us another gospel. Let's get us another method. Let's get us another message. Let's get us another man. They can get all the men, messages, and methods that they want to get, but there'll never be another gospel. I'm glad it's not in vain. Paul said, I've preached... And you've not believed in vain. 
He said the power that brought Jesus, that's what he said. The power that brought Jesus up from the dead is the same power that's in this gospel. And he said that same power, that same spirit that brought Jesus up, up through the workings of the gospel and the work of the Holy Spirit, that can go in the tomb to fallen men who are dead in their trespasses and sins. And the power of the gospel can bring them up out of death and out of darkness and deliver them and save them and put them in the family of God. I search not in vain this morning. And so if it's not in vain, I mean, this is what the Lord put on my heart. And I know it's simple. It's not in vain. That must mean that it's victorious. That's the way the Lord spoke to me. I'm glad for how He speaks to me. It may not seem like much on my part to preach to you, but that's what the Lord spoke to me. It made my heart leap inside me, made me feel good down on the inside. I don't know not only is what we're doing here this morning, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's wondered sometimes, Lord, if what we're doing is it all in vain? Are we just spinning our wheels? Are we doing any good? Are we making a difference? And He said, it's not in vain, but rather the opposite. It is victorious this morning. It has a power on it. The preaching of God and the gospel of God has power in it. I'm glad I know it's true. It's the only thing I know of that the same message can be preached to a hundred people and a hundred people be dealt with differently by the Spirit of God in the same message. You say, how's that work? It's because it's alive. This Word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It can get down in where you're living and God the Holy Ghost can make it work in you like you need it. And you may be here and be lost this morning and the Gospel's condemning you. But I'm glad for us that are saved. It's confirming us and working in us let us know what we're doing is not in vain. Oh yeah. I'm glad for the gospel. I'm glad it works in this day. You say, what is the gospel? Well, it's too hard to explain. It really is. I think Paul probably summed it up better than any. He said, this gospel we preached to you was this. How that Christ died and was buried according to the Scriptures. That He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. You say, what was Paul saying? He's saying the Gospel is all of God. And it's all in here. It's not about what I think about it. It's not about what you think about it. It's not about whether I like it or not. It's not about whether you like it or not. And I'm going to tell you this morning uh, whether we accept it, whether we receive it, whether we believe it, that makes no difference. It's still the gospel and it still will stand in the ages to come. See, mankind has put their hands to the gospel. And I fear... That in these days, the way the Lord spoke to my heart, we read that story over yonder when Saul got killed and David ascended the throne. And the first thing David wanted to do was go get the ark. But he didn't take the time to study how God said for the ark to be handled. And so he decided to do it his way. 
And in reality, if we really want to get down in the Scriptures, I'd preach it in its context. David didn't even really do it his own way. He did it the Philistine way. They had built the new cart. They had got the new oxen. They had sent the ark away. And David looked at the Philistines who are a type of the world and a type of the flesh. And he said, if it worked for them, it must be going to work for me. But the Bible said it worked for a little while. But they came to the threshing floor of China and us and put forth his hand because the oxen stumbled and God killed him. And David was afraid. He said, what's our problem today, preacher? We're not afraid. We're not afraid. This right here ought to make us afraid. I'm standing where I'm standing this morning. I should make me afraid. I'm preaching what I'm preaching this morning. I should make me afraid. I'm not talking about the afraid like we're afraid of what God's going to do to us. But we're afraid that He is God and fearful and respectful and reverence Him and the gospel. And realize that it's not in us to do it. It's all of God. Without God, I can't do what I'm doing this morning. Oh, I could raise my voice. I could might, might be able in my intellect what little I have to put together a good outline. But without the power of God, it's not the gospel. And David was afraid. But God killed Uzzah because God said man's hands don't belong on that, it's mine. And I'm going to tell you what our problem is in our churches today. Why so many of our pews are dying and splitting hell wide open is because man had put their hands where they don't belong. And we have taken a holy thing. And God spoke to my heart and said it's holy. As the Ark of the Covenant was in the Old Testament, He said even more holy is my word. He said I've exalted it and magnified it above my own name. And it ain't my business to put my hands to the holy things of God. Causing death and destruction in our churches today. Because we're trying to do God's thing the world's way. That's what David did. He tried to do God's thing. God's business. God's work. The way of the Philistines. And we're here today in 2023. And we may not be played with the Philistines as Israel was. But we're still trying to do God's work the world's way. And it's not working. But you say, what did he do, preacher? He went home and he called for the book to be brought to him. And he began to read. And you know what he figured out? Oh, thank God. He figured out before this day ever come, before it ever come time for him to go back yonder and get the ark, God already had a plan. And God already had a method. And God already had a way. And He said if He'd do it God's way, that God would honor it and it would work. Thank God this morning, I'm glad I didn't have to go ask God what way to use on this January Sunday in 2023. But I'm glad in the pages of the book He's told us He's gone away. And if we'll do it His way, He'll honor His way. And David went, he went back, and he said, we're going to do it God's way. And they got them staves, and they got them high priests, and they consecrated them. And they run them staves through them rings on the corners of the ark. And he charged the sons of Levi, the sons of Aaron, 
to bear the ark upon their shoulders. And the Bible said, I think if I can remember the scripture correctly, David said, we're going to walk six paces and we're going to stop and we're going to sacrifice and we're going to sing and then we'll go again. And they walked six paces and they sacrificed and they sung and they worshiped and they danced and they walked six more. And they stopped again and they worshiped and they sang and they danced and they walked six more. You say it sounds like a lot of trouble. Oh no. And when you do it God's way, it'll not be any trouble to you. It won't matter how many bullocks. It won't matter how many lambs. It won't matter how many times you gotta stop along the journey. If you do it God's way, it'll work every time. And there might have been some in the crowd because they're human flesh just like you and I that probably thought, oh king, why are we taking so long? Is all this really necessary? But I'm glad when the ark stepped foot again in Jerusalem and all the city erupted into a shout, they knew on that day it was worth it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm trying to tell you this morning, it's worth it. It's not in vain. But if I can't convince you, I'm glad there's coming a great day when the ark's going to come to its final resting place and the city of God is going to shout again. And we'll all know on that day, it was worth it. It was worth it. It will be worth it. The writer said it'll be worth Every mile, it'll be worth every trial. It'll be worth every valley that I've crossed. It'll be worth everything that I've faced in His dear name. It'll be worth it all when we see His face. I'm going to tell you this morning, the ark may be getting heavy, and it does at times. I'm going to tell you this morning, the work and the walk along the way may be getting a little laborious for you. And you may be wondering if there's not an easier way if there's not a quicker way, if there's not a more effective way, I want to tell you this morning, there may be an easier way. There may be a quicker way. But there's no other more effective way than to do it God's way. If you don't do it God's way, it might be easy and it might be quick. I mean, it'll bring death and destruction out of you and your family. And let's stick with the old stuff and God's way and the gospel. And it'll work this morning. I got confidence in it. I got confidence in the fact, and I'm done this morning. I got confidence in the fact that the same gospel that was preached to me and that worked in my heart and brought me to the place of repentance and faith through the work of the Holy Spirit, I'm confident that same gospel that worked all them years ago is still working today. And we got some little young'uns around here and maybe some older ones too that you've never really been born again. And I'm preaching the way I'm preaching this morning. Not because it sounds good. Not because it's what people want to hear. But because God's repurposed in my heart again that this message, this work of God is not in vain. The same gospel that worked back then, I'm confident it'll work again for you. And work again for us. The gospel. It don't vary. God's not offering you bargaining terms. God don't make no deals with anybody. We live in a day where people think they believe what they want to, do what they want to, and at the end God will accept it, grade on a curve. Y'all understand what that means? 
you know, take the one that's got the least and grade by that. That ain't God's way. They think there's going to be a roundup one day of all the people that have just believed something, as long as you believe something. But I'm telling you this morning, this same gospel that God's worked to confirm in my heart, there's going to come a day that it's going to stand in condemnation to everyone that would not receive the gospel on gospel terms and on God's time. See, it's not about my terms or my time. I don't have anything to do with it. Nothing at all. I preach Wednesday night or tried to. It's not just God that makes the first move. It's God that makes every move when it comes to saving a sinner. And so it's not about you telling God what you will and will not do. If the gospel ever gets a hold of you, you'll do whatever God wants you to do. But I'm glad this morning we can say that and it sounds good and it is right. That when God breaks your will, you'll come to the place, you'll do whatever it takes. But I'm glad this morning God don't demand something of some and something of others. It's just the gospel. You're just going to have to take the gospel at face value and put your faith in Him. I'm glad it'll work this morning. Let's stand all over the house. I'm done.